Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. Friend, if you're anything like me, you didn't choose your spiritual awakening. It chose you. In 2015, I started hearing from my dad a month before I was told he had passed away. I worked with world-renowned healers to develop my gifts and piece together what was happening within me as I awakened spiritually. If you're listening to this podcast, friend, it's because your angels and loved ones in heaven led you here because you're awakening too. Now, as much as your egoic mind would like it to be all over quickly, awakening spiritually, it isn't an event. You cannot go to one course or event and expect to know all there is to know about your spiritual health. And friend, that's what this all boils down to. To awaken spiritually is to become spiritually healthy. Your spiritual health is just as important as your physical health and emotional health. In fact, your spiritual health is the foundation on which everything else in your life is built upon. Your purpose in this life, your relationships, communicating with the other side, the energy in which you move through each day with ease and joy, your outlook on life. It's all built upon your spiritual health. And if your spiritual health is wobbly, everything else in your life can feel wobbly too. To become spiritually healthy requires an investment of your time and energy. Just like your physical health requires your time to eat healthy and move your body, and your emotional health requires your time to meet with a counselor regularly, Your spiritual health requires a little bit of your time every day to learn skills and foundational principles that lead you to build a new world for yourself, a life filled with joy and peace, a life where you clearly understand why your soul is here and what you need to do to fulfill your purpose in this lifetime. And a life where you step into your power as a creator with confidence to manifest the relationships, abundance, freedom, and life that aligns with your soul. Now, you can absolutely spend years like I did trying to piece everything together by yourself. Or you can invest in your spiritual health by joining my angel membership program in which I've channeled 12 courses from the angels that walk you through every facet of your spiritual awakening. In 2022, my angel membership is focused on building community by connecting you with other women who want to talk about angels, signs, and communicating with the other side. A community of women who could become your lifelong friends. In addition, each month in 2022, there will be a new live workshop, two small group meetings, and a live healing circle. Friend, I want to help you step into your power as the soul God sent you here to be. But I can't help you unless I'm coaching you. And I can't coach you unless you're in my angel membership program. If you'd like to learn more, message me on Instagram or book a free call to get all of your questions answered. Book your call on my website, theangelmedium.com under the Angel Membership tab. When you register for the Angel Membership this month, I'll enter you into a drawing to win a free session with me. And I should mention that right now, being an annual angel member is the only thing that guarantees you the ability to book a paid session with me. Friends, this next year is going to be your best year yet. And I'm so excited for all the good that is coming your way. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast to hear how you can get the angel membership for just $800 for the entire year and a new meditation connecting you with messages from your loved ones in heaven.
Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis. And today we're here with Christina, who is um, in the Healing Your Inner Child course that we're going through live right now. And you can take it anytime afterwards. But she's also here to tell two of her angel stories. So we're just so excited to have you dive into those angel stories. Thanks for being here, Christina. It's an honor. Thank you. All right, so I'll just dive into my first story then. So my first story takes place the day I give birth to my son six and a half years ago. So at this point in my life, I really hadn't like accepted or tapped into my spiritual gifts yet. And just to give you some context, as a child, I had a lot of spiritual experiences and sensitivities, but because there really wasn't like a culture around me that spoke about these kinds of spiritual things, I didn't understand them. And which meant I kind of just like, shut them out. I became afraid of them. So that's kind of how things went. I kind of had this wall up for the most part of my life until up until where I'm going to start the story. So fast forward, I'm 28 years old, 41 weeks pregnant with no sign whatsoever that my body is going into labor. And my doctor, doctor wants me to go in like for a checkup to make sure I'm okay, that the baby's okay. Everything's good. And since, you know, I'm a week late and at this point, and I'm he just wants to make sure like everything's fine because I should have some like signs that I'm going into labor, but there's just nothing there. So as I'm in getting monitored, they're discovering that my son's heart rate was having these decels, decelerations, like every now and then. So they and let me know, like, you're not going anywhere. You have to be induced because we need to keep the baby monitored and you're not dilated or showing any signs of progression. Up until this point, everything about my pregnancy had been completely normal and healthy. So I was really surprised to find myself in this position, but I'm also thankful to be monitored because now I'm feeling really worried about the baby. After being induced and waiting around for my body to progress, the nurses start having to run into my room more and more in response to the baby's heart rate. My husband and I are becoming very scared. This is our first child. We were so naive to the process of giving birth and hearing that the baby was showing decelerations was just scary. Not to mention, I'm under the weather and congested, so I'm trying to keep it together and not cry out of fear because I'm afraid of like not being able to breathe any more than I already am, especially with having to lie down. So it's just a lot. So they inform me that I could attempt to continue with labor, but because I was hardly even in labor and the stress of it was so hard on the baby, I would most likely be rushed into the emergency room for a C-section or I could just sign up for a C-section at that point. I knew it had to be done, but honestly, I was so scared and it sounds so naive, but I just never thought a C-section would happen. I'm the oldest of six kids in a Mexican family and my mom never had any hiccups with her, you know, pregnancies or births. So that's really all I knew up into that point. So one of the many blessings that day was that my oldest childhood friend was one of my nurses. And she knew how hard it was to feel like your labor labor and birth story was like out of your control. So she it was so sweet. And she like dimmed the lights in the hospital room so I could calm down as we waited for my C-section. And at this point, I asked my husband to hand me my rosary that I had packed. I was raised in a Mexican Catholic family, but marrying the rosary was actually something that I kind of discovered on my own in college when I was really struggling with anxiety. Side story for another day, basically, I experienced like great tangible peace when I did the rosary. So in the hospital, my husband puts on calming music and I'm just praying, praying and praying the rosary for my baby to be safe and to help me because I was so scared of surgery. So they wheel me into the room, administer the anesthesia, the spinal tap. And now, because my friend happened, just happened to be training that day to be the floor nurse, she was allowed with me in the surgery room, which normally she would not be allowed to be in the room with me. She made sure they didn't give me anything extra that would impair my mind so that I could be present for the birth of my son. So as the anesthesia numbs me and my brain really kind of starts to panic, the sensation of like not being able to move my body like really freaked me out. And it probably also had to do with the fact that I had never been in a hospital, never like even broken a bone or had a serious health issues. And there I was like unexpectedly on this metal bed and what felt like a spaceship, like this cold, sterile room. 
So as my mind is beginning to panic, I hear that there was a miscommunication and the doctor was not informed about my choice to do a surgery. And he was actually 15 minutes away. So I really, really had to pull it together and I put everything I had to my prayer. So it was at this point that I feel these two giant arms as I'm laying there on the table, numb, you know, from my arms down, completely wrap me in this loving embrace. And these arms felt like giant, like like human arms, but like so much bigger than a human sized body. And I just felt so protected and safe and loved in that moment. And it was just so calming. Like all those nerves I had in my mind completely just settled down. I kind of went into like a meditation state where you're kind of in this calm steadiness. A few minutes later, the same thing happens. I feel those same arms wrap around me once again. And then the doctor finally makes his way in. He's so sweet and apologetic about the miscommunication. He, you know, touches my arm, tell me everything's going to be okay. And they begin surgery and they let my husband in the room finally. So my husband didn't see the panicky Christina. He just sees like me, like super Zen, you know, all chilled out waiting for surgery. And as they begin the operation, I have an intense vision. And from the top right floating in the room, over everyone, me and the surgery table and everybody in there was a vision of Mary. And I saw Mary as a sort of like, kind of like the silhouette of her, but I could feel her energy. Like I really, like I knew who it was without question. In addition to that, so my best friend who was in the room with me, her mother had passed away when we were 17 years old. And her mom was there standing on the left side of Mary, like clapping her hands. Like she was such a bubbly, vibrant, amazing person. And she was kind of like clapping her hands and sort of jumping up and down, like super excited for the baby to be born. So I saw her just kind of watching up for everything, like clapping, waiting for the baby to be born. And my baby was born and he was healthy and he was perfect. And besides a traumatic experience that I had in the recovery room with an allergic reaction to the meds they give you afterwards, the baby and I really were perfectly healthy. So the following morning, I wake up to what feels like a family member standing at the edge of my bed with their hands sort of like one of their hands, like cupping the top of my foot. I'm like lying on my back and my feet are sitting, sticking straight up. Like in, like if someone's standing at the edge of your bed, kind of touching your foot, kind of rubbing it, like everything's going to be okay. And I had that sensation. I opened my eyes and, you know, no one's there. So I don't know if it was like the trauma of the experience or what, but as the visions as the sensations as everything was unfolding. I did not think like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> like what's happening? I was just completely in it and I forgot about it. I, I forgot about the, it, in the hospital. It wasn't until we came home. I think the next day when we came home that everything came flooding back like vividly. And I, and I wrote it all down. So I wouldn't forget it. I, I had this intuition, like, make sure you write this all down. So you don't forget it. So yeah, that's my first story. Oh my goodness. I love this. And, um, you know, it's interesting because for somebody who's not familiar with this work, who's listening, um, they call ascended masters, you know, people who were on earth who passed away like Jesus or Buddha or um, Mohammed and Mary, Mary Magdalene is one. But they do come through in some sessions, not all sessions, but you can see Mother Mary will come into my session as a sign or a symbol for two things. One, she'll show herself in the circle that I draw that signifies she's part of a person's spirit team, or she'll come in to symbolize the person's Catholic background. And so... I know that that was a real experience that you had. Um, seeing a vision of her is just like seeing a vision of angels coming in. 
which I've heard over and over again reports of. And it's so fascinating because as I've told or like kind of been here to just interview people who are telling their angel stories over the years, it's so apparent that the other side is working to calm our emotions in very highly intensive situations or bring through signs right before something happens because it brings in this very grand sense of peace and it stills you in a way that I'm not sure that we would have had if they wouldn't have shown up for us. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, that's incredible. I love that story. And I, and it wasn't an accident that your friend was there that day. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm so thankful for that. And I still think about, because it feels like three different beings, like the arms that wrapped around me had more of like this masculine energy. And I'm not saying like it was a boy or girl, like I don't think that I, it just felt more of like these masculine, I don't know if it was my angel or, or what, but it felt like that presence and Mary's and then um, my friend's mother. And it was just so vivid and beautiful. And I'm just so thankful for that because even though it was it was a traumatic experience and something that I did deal with afterwards, it was such a blessing. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, I'm excited to dive in because I haven't heard these stories yet. So I'm going to have you take it away and dive into the second one. Okay, so this next story is definitely the most intense experience I've ever had in my life, but it needs a little bit of context. So about one month before this angel story takes place, I went to have a massage. And at the end of the massage, she offered, my friend offered some energy work. And I had experienced energy work before through a dear friend of mine, but it had been a while. So as she started the energy work, it felt something I had never felt before. It felt this intense pins and needles sensation rushing in through the top of my crown down to my chest area. My body responded so intensely to this that I started doing these deep, intense, fast breaths, but it was completely out of my control. I do a lot of breath work now. So now like the the motion of it is kind of like my body was doing breath work on its own, (laughs) but like, I didn't feel like I was hyperventilating in that moment or anything. It was just like, I was physically having this reaction. The breath settled down after a few minutes and I settled into a calm, kind of tearful session. And I guess... I just must have had a lot to process in that session. But I walked away from that experience feeling like I had just discovered a new language and one that I was completely fluent in. This energy world, this healing world, I didn't understand it completely, but I just knew somehow that this was a language I spoke most naturally, kind of like a mother tongue. I kind of, because I'm obsessed with Harry Potter, I kind of think of like, Harry Potter, when he finds out he's a wizard and everything just makes sense, like all the experiences in his life before that just makes sense. It was kind of like that kind of a funny feeling. My eyes were open to a missing part of me and I felt like God was trying to tell me something. And I dove into some research after that, but I ran into like a lot of information or people who I just didn't resonate with at that point. So a little over a month later, I'm having a normal evening at home with my family And since my previous story, by this time I had my daughter and she was about two years old. The kids were playing and my husband was watching TV. And I just had this kind of intuition to go in my room and do my prayers and meditation. So I go in my room and at this point, I'm barely at the beginning of like my spiritual awakening journey. I'm just starting to learn to learn to meditate. And I always start with like prayers and gratitude, kind of like talking to God. And then I drop into silence. I drop into my meditation. I try to listen and receive. Well, I immediately could feel that this was going to be an intense meditation. My son comes in. So at this point, he's almost four and he starts jumping on the bed next to me, but it doesn't bother me. I'm so in it, you know, and I think it must have been a couple minutes when I received a vision and it was a vision of me crossing my arms over my chest in an X shape, like where my forearms are crossing each other, my palms facing down and facing towards me. So I did that. Once again, in that moment, I felt the presence of Mary enter the room. And just like last time, she was floating up to my right, slightly in front of me. And just like last time, I saw her in my vision as a sort of like outline or silhouette, but her presence was definite. Then suddenly, I felt and saw in my vision 
these two beams of light radiating out of each of my palms. It was like my palms each had one perfect circle, quarter size cutout in my palms. And in my hand was this infinite white, hot, but not burning, like this perfect divine heat coming out of my palms, out into the light. Honestly, in this moment, I'm shocked. I'm blindsided and maybe even some fear starts to creep in. But my son is still there jumping on the bed next to me. Next, I feel what I think is an angel behind me. I don't know exactly what he looked like, but he feels big, like much larger than a human size. And I feel that he has his hand directly over my crown, beginning to bless me with healing light. I literally feel the warm pins and needles come through my crown down to this specific spot <laughs> in the back of my heart. And it's just swirling around an intense healing heat. And at this point in both my life and in that experience, this was too much for me. I shook it off, physically shook it off. I felt the vision fade. I felt the healing energy slowly fade until I couldn't feel it. And I felt the visual vision of the beams of light stopped. This was just so intense. I couldn't handle it in that moment. It was overwhelming. And in that moment, I kind of gave into fear for a second. And I really regretted that giving into that fear for a moment for a very long time. But looking back now, and now know that God, the universe, spirit knew exactly how I would react and things were exactly as they were supposed to be. Even though I shook off the healing and that experience, the sensation of the two perfect beams of light was impossible to forget. For months, probably even over a year, just the memory of this, I could still feel those two perfect quarter-size warm circles in my palms. Now, this was just the very beginning of my spiritual journey. And although I felt like the most blessed woman to experience this and be in the presence of Mary, my soul was kind of in a sort of anguish. I was felt like my soul crying out, like, why did this happen to me? What does this mean? Um, you know, you don't just walk away from something like that, like, oh, that was cool, you know, and that's it. It was like, what is what is that? <laughs> you know. Well, there's a pulling apart too that starts to happen when you first awaken, where you have, you know, how many decades worth of being here on earth built up within you an expectation of this is what my life is going to be. And it makes you question yourself for the first time of maybe that's not the direction that I want to go. Maybe I want to go in a different direction. And that flips your life. It can like flip your life upside down because um, it starts to give a lot of people, I know for me, gave me huge anxiety to even allow myself to think about it. What the hell do you mean I'm going to be a healer? You know, like, what does that even mean? You know, um, and we had talked about this at the beginning when before, like, we came on to the show with everybody that you're a healer and we were going to talk about this. But what ends up happening is when you allow yourself to dream, you open to all of the universe's possibilities for you. And that is so much more infinite than the possibilities you see for yourself. 100%. And I'll say like, I so much has changed for me since then. I definitely experienced like a dark night of the soul type of experience that I went through that I know a lot of people like have experienced before, especially like mystical people. And I am like the way I've changed and grown, I'm, I'm so thankful for. And although this has been very intense and like kind of like a crash course type of situation for me, it's where I'm supposed to be. And a lot has changed in my life. You know, exactly like you said of like, oh, you have one plan and then everything shifts and you're like, what? Like, I didn't, I didn't sign up for that, you know, yeah. um, having to be brave, having to live off faith and put everything into it um, has been quite the journey. 
That's amazing. I want you to tell people a little bit about your experience with your dark night of the soul, because that's not something that we've really touched on a lot in this podcast. But I remember my mom coming home with Thomas More's book when I was probably in sixth or seventh grade, and he wrote the book, Dark Night of the Soul. And I was like, what is this? I got to read this one. Um, <laughs> but it is something that we go through. And I I think what I have seen myself, though, is that there's a connotation on that, like dark night of the soul, where there's going to be this depression or this like just kind of negative energy that you're in and you're kind of stuck and you don't know how to get out of it. But I, I really believe that if we let ourselves go to that deep, dark place within and keep ruminating because what the egoic mind wants to do in those states is like continue to tell you you're always going to be here like you're not going to find your way out and we have to speak back to that egoic mind and say nope like this is just a phase like this isn't a bad thing this is me being on my journey of self-discovery to know exactly why my soul is here and that's not a bad thing at all that's amazing and so i think if you shift it and reframe it for your egoic mind and create that relationship with your egoic mind where you're talking to it and allowing it to take a back seat it shifts a lot. And I don't know if you stay in that dark night of the soul as long. Yeah. So for me, I was, it was a very lonely journey. I had nobody to look to as an example of this um, at all. And they, I even like reached out to like spiritual advisors within the Catholic faith, like, you know, different people. And I just was like, this is, that doesn't, I'm, it didn't feel like my specific experience and my, my, what I'm being called to. And I, um, I felt like it was almost like, okay, since I was a kid, I always felt very much connected to source, to God. Like it was right there. It felt like, like I was all alone <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. Like, and it was, it was at points. I almost felt like I was like going crazy or something, you know, yeah. it was very unsettling, but during all that darkness that was that I was facing, I knew like my intuition knew there will be an end, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. I kept being told that in my prayers, my meditations, my intuition. I knew like my higher self knew there will be an end to this and you will come out of this stronger yeah. and just keep putting, you know, your, your faith in yourself and you will get through it. And I did. And you know, I'm still on a journey, right? It's not like once you get out there, like, oh, you're, you know, looking <laughs> like anything like that. Um, I still have things that I'm like working through, but yeah, it's it's it does end. It yeah. does end, and it's it's essential. It's essential. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. It takes a lot of bravery to walk that path to say yes to that. It takes a lot of courage because it's easier. It's easier to go with society's expectations. In a way, right? For a period of time, it's easier until we become resentful or feel trapped and and eventually know that we have to break free of these molds that were placed on us. Yeah. What was it in the Bible? It says it's not as easy to take the road less traveled. Yeah. There's something yeah. about the road less traveled. That's not a good quote or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's okay. Me too. I just have to say real quick that in case this resonates with anybody, as I was going through this, I didn't know that's what I was going through. Like looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that, that when I, uh, eventually I started hearing the phrase dark night of the soul, dark night of the soul, you know, like the universe kind of trying to tell you what was going on. And I was like, that is what I had been going through. So um, yeah, I just, I just felt like I had to say that. Yay. Yeah. I love that. Um, Well, and so you like, let's see, I wrote down a couple of things. I put, um, she is a healer, lots of healers on her team. So I know that you're in the um, 
Healing Your Inner Child course. And what they kept showing me was this vision of um, there's a lot of ancestors working with you on your spiritual team. Did you just do the meditation where we went and we tapped in on Halloween to all of our ancestors? I did. Yes. Remember when we talked about the lineage of healer ancestors, because there have been healer ancestors throughout your lineage. You have like five major players who stepped forward at the beginning uh, into your spirit team. And what they kept showing me was what was what I kept talking about that day on that episode where and, and I want everybody to hear this and to really understand this because we're healers in different ways, right? And there are healers from your ancestry that are on your spirit team. And what happens is they've lived entire lifetimes. So let's take these five that stepped forward. Five lifetimes worth of dark nights of the soul, experiencing life as a human being, trial and error, making mistakes, working through it, having faith and belief, and really growing their knowledge as a healer. And what Spirit has said is that there's this connection, and I see it kind of like DNA, but it's longer. It's like this bright, shimmery, iridescent. Like if you looked up close at sparkles, you know how they're all different colors. It's very sparkly, glowy, and it's the strand that runs between our ancestors through to us and actually goes past us to the souls who will be coming here in our lineage in the future. So as you've been talking, these five souls keep showing me that all of their history, all of the things that they've gained wisdom about and knowledge about is tied to you. And you're able to take that knowledge and kind of tune into it in meditation um, by just spending time with them in meditation. There's a lot before you even talked about your daughter. I wrote down um daughter down here. And what they keep saying is that you think it's your son that you're, this is passed down to, but it's her that she's supposed to take this baton and run with it. And I see this all the time and you can feel the energy very palpably. Sometimes when you're a parent and you're called to be a healer uh, in any capacity, what ends up happening is sometimes you almost feel like you don't have a choice in the matter because there's so many signs being thrown at you. And it's like, you do, you do have choice, but it's like, it just feels like they're pushing you and there's no other direction. Like you have to go in this direction. And I truly believe that it's because we have healers coming up in our family. Like I know all of this came in with my daughter's birth. A, a huge, intense amount of this within my life and just my learning process completely changed when she came in. And it's because she's here to be a healer in her own way because she wants to be nothing like me right here, right now. It's a preteen, but she's here to do her own thing. And my job is to get out of her way, but to learn as much as I can and teach her. And she's already doing it. It was the most hysterical thing. Um, so I got to tell this story. Last night, I go into her bedroom and I'm like, it's 40 degrees outside. Why is the window open? She goes, mom, it's a full moon. And I'm like, yeah, so. And she's got all of her crystals lined up on the windowsill so that the, and I'm like, oh, okay. But the moonlight doesn't come in really good out over here. So let's take it into the sunroom, you know, and that's what she wants to do. So let's go do it. And um, she's just this little powerful healer. And that's what your entire spirit team keeps saying about your daughter is that she's got this incredible energy and that's where she's going. They just said too, though, she's stubborn. And she's going to want to do her own thing. And she's going to see things a little bit different. And that's not wrong. And that's not bad. She's supposed to. I love that. I just have to tell you something too. So today's Dia de los Muertos. Oh, Day of the Dead? 
Yes. Yay. So, you know, last night we had the altar and I was explaining the kids how we're honoring our ancestors and we're thinking about them. And so then I go in my room, I, we put the kids to bed and I go in my room and I'm kind of journaling, kind of preparing for this. And my daughter is up for an hour in her room, making her own little altar. She's like, I'm meditating. She's got her little altar with her offerings out and she has, you know, her little, her, I think she had like a little Bible that she got like, you know, somewhere and she put it on the table and she's got, it was just so funny. And my husband's like, you know, our four-year-old has been like meditating to her ancestors for like an hour and a half. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> she's something else. So she's tuned in. That's amazing. That's amazing. But that's what they mean. So I'm so excited. And you had said something at the beginning that I want everybody to hear too. So you said, Julie, I'm going through the course, but I'm going through it a little bit slower, like more slowly. And that's awesome. Like you don't have to go through anything at somebody else's pace. You go through it at your own pace. And spirit often does that to walk you through things at the exact moment you need to hear about it. Divine time. I definitely been called to work on like my ancestral lineage. I had really strongly felt that. And your course is completely like the, like you just said, divine timing completely lined up and it felt so right. So it's been amazing for me because it's really teaching me how to tap in. But things for me just has, they've been super intense with my spiritual experiences. It has also been very intense as I'm going through this healing process, like my actual life circumstances, like things are shifting and changing. And so I've been really kind of going at, at a slower pace because of that. It just feels right. Like I feel like it would almost feel rushed or artificial or like homeworky if I was like, no, I have to do this. It's Monday or, you know, yeah. so that, that's been what has been feeling most organic for me is to go slowly, but man, it has been such a powerful tool in my life. And I know it's going to be something that's going to circulate in my life over and over again. So thank you. Oh, that's so awesome. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here, Christina. I'm so excited that everybody got to meet you. Friends, we record this over on YouTube too. So if you ever want to see our faces and we're very animated people, I love it. Um, you can watch us over there as well. Uh, Christina, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Julie. You too. God bless. Thank you. Friend, I'm going to explain to you how you can get the Angel Membership for only $800 for the entire year. But first, we have a few open slots in the upcoming Angel Reiki School for those who want to develop their ability to bring through messages from the other side. You can register for that on my website. Also, you can help support this podcast by purchasing my new book, also called Angels and Awakening. Leave a five-star positive review and I'll enter you into a drawing to win a free session with me. This month's winner is Jody H. Okay, so here's how you can get the angel membership for $800 for the whole year. When you refer two new people to register for the annual angel membership by February 2nd, I'm giving you an entire year of the angel membership for free, which saves you $1,200. That means three people receive an entire year of the angel membership for only $2,400. Here's where this gets fun. I know a few people who are splitting the savings with their friends so that each of the three people only pays $800 for the entire year of the angel membership. And if you break down the numbers, that's like only paying $67 a month, which is crazy. Now, a lot of people are going to ask me, Julie, can we have this offer but only pay monthly? The answer to that is no, because of the high administrative costs I incur when processing monthly transactions. But the exciting news is that when you pay for the entire year up front, you and two friends could have the entire year of the Angel membership for only $800 each. When you do, you'll have immediate access to 11 previous courses, the new December 2021 course, Deepening Your Connection with Your Loved Ones in Heaven. The new January 2022 course of Manifestation and Co-Creation. 
You'll also get new live events almost every week, including workshops, group healings, small events with me, in which I give a lot of mini readings, and annual members, they're the only people who have access to book a paid session with me in 2022. Okay, here's the fine print. To get this offer, you must sign up by February 2nd, 2022. And your two friends who sign up must be new to the Angel Membership Program. You can't just find two people who have already been in the Angel Membership. These have to be two new people who've never been in the program before. To get this deal, have your two friends buy the Angel Membership annual plan for $1,200 each on my website and make sure that they list your name as the referral. Then email us the full names of both of your friends at juliejancis at gmail.com to let us know they've signed up. And what we'll do is go in and set up your free account. Then you can pay your two friends $400 each so that they save two. Again, this does not apply to those who pay monthly. And if you've already paid for your 2022 membership in full, but find two people to sign up, email us and we'll refund you. Want more info? Visit theangelmedium.com and go to the Angel Membership tab where you can book a call with my team and they'll answer all of your questions. Friend, I'm so excited to work with you all year long. All right. Are you ready to connect with your angels? Only continue listening if you're not driving or operating machinery. I want you to start by getting relaxed and I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and then a deep breath out. Let's do that one more time. Deep breath in. And then a deep breath out. I want you to feel a great love and peace surrounding you on all sides and moving through your physical body. And with your imagination, I want you to see all of your loved ones in heaven. Oh, it's as if they're right in front of you, smiling at you. They reach out and they embrace you with a big group hug. And as they do, you feel an overwhelming, palpable sense of love. Your loved ones step back from this embrace in order to communicate loving, positive messages to you. I want you to see one of your loved ones stepping forward who will communicate these loving messages on behalf of the entire group. And what they want you to know is that today as you receive these messages, your inner child is standing to the left of you. Your higher self is standing to the right of you. And they're both holding your hand. Your loved one on the other side who's speaking on behalf of all on your spirit team, they ask you to sit down with them in a place that feels loving and comforting to you, perhaps on a couch or a bench. And now you can see yourself sitting one-on-one -on -one just to you and your loved one. Know that everyone else didn't disappear. They're still there. It's just that you can no longer see them. So that your energy is highly focused. Your attention is focused. Just on that one loved one in front of you. This loved one, they take your hand. They look into your eyes. And you can just feel that their love for you, it overflows from their being. And they say to you, I am so, so proud of you. Your entire spirit team is so incredibly proud of you. We see that you're tired, exhausted even. 
And we want to take this time with you to not only replenish, refresh, rejuvenate your energy, but also take away your fears. They say there is so much fear that fills your mind, so much worry, stress that fills your physical body. Too much, they say. Your loved one in heaven says, this fear within you, it's not serving you. In fact, this fear within you is acting as an energetic dam. This fear within you keeps keeps you spinning in a cycle of anxiety, confusion, and self-doubt. And as you're swimming in this anxiety, confusion, and self-doubt, It keeps you from being bold and taking action on the big dreams that God placed within your heart. Big dreams that would lead you to an extraordinary life. Your loved ones say, your fear keeps you small. Your loved one in heaven looks at you and says, when your fears keep you small, your energy small, your space small. There is no room within you for your big dreams, for your soul's purpose. And over time, this fear pushes your big dreams and your purpose to the side, which can cause you to feel less like yourself. Your loved one in heaven says, we are proud of you no matter what you do, and we want the best for you, the best possible outcomes, and the best possible future. It's right around the corner for you. You've worked so hard, and you're almost there. Keep going. Your loved one in heaven says, your job is to make space for your dreams. Your job is to talk back to the fears within your head so your fears cannot push your dreams away. Your job is to daydream more, imagine more, research more. And pray to God until you hear what loving, positive step you are to take next in your path. Then your job is to take that leap. I'm going to repeat that last line because that is so important. Your loved ones in heaven say, your job is to take that leap with faith. Your entire spirit team, including all of your loved ones in heaven and all of your angels, they step forward and they ask you to look within your heart at all of the potential that is already within you. As you peer within your heart, it's like Alice in Wonderland, looking down a tunnel only to see a huge world inside of it. Beautiful soul, your potential is infinite unlimited your soul is tapped into God's limitless well of knowledge strength and your spirit team's message to you is this there's nothing you can't do period your spirit team says what matters more is what you want to do perhaps you just want to take a break this next year to reset to spend time with your family. Awesome, do that. Perhaps there's a dream within you that you're ready to take action on and you feel this is your year. Awesome, do that. Perhaps you don't know exactly what you want, in which case your spirit team says, we've got you and we're going to help you figure this out. Friend, your spirit team looks at you and says 2022 is going to be your best year yet. 
but they need you to believe that's true. And for those of you who are grieving the loss of a loved one, I'm so sorry for the pain you are going through. I need you to know that your loved ones just stopped me, knelt down by you, lifted your chin and whispered, I need you to believe that your greatest years are ahead of you. For me, please believe this is true. For all of you, your guardian angel has the biggest smile on their face. They're showing me images of all the good that is coming to you in 2022. And they're grinning ear to ear with excitement for you. Your guardian angel just whispered in your ear, All of the images you're seeing now in this meditation and all the images that flicker into your mind in the coming weeks, they're from me. I'm showing you all of the good that is to come in 2022. You're not making this up within your head. What your guardian angel says is that what they're showing you is the positive, loving future that awaits you. Your guardian angel says, Take what I'm showing you and build upon it. Build a bigger daydream off the nuggets of information I'm showing you. Friend, that's part of how co-creation and manifestation work. Our December course teaches you how to deepen your connection with your loved ones in heaven. And our January course teaches you how to manifest, or better yet, co-create the life your soul came here to live. You can sign up for these courses individually or get them right away when you sign up for the Angel Membership Annual Plan. To close out this meditation, please see all of your angels and all of your loved ones in heaven coming in to give you a big, huge hug. As they do, they fill your entire body with an overflowing, radiant love. They say, use this love to fuel you Know how just very proud of you we are and be very, very, very excited about all that's to come in 2022. Friends, I love you. They love you. Open up your heart to all of the blessings they're bringing into your life right now.